Hello, and welcome to Transformation by Truth podcast, where the call become the chosen and those who have been dedicated to serve the Most High receive the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth as we progress our quest for holiness, perfection, and everlasting life. My name is D.L. Anderson. I'll be your tour guide. Let's get started with today's lesson. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to Transformation by Truth podcast and the quest for holiness, perfection, and everlasting life 2022, week four. Now, today we'll continue with our perfection and everlasting life series. Two weeks to examine the prize and the goal of the quest for holiness. Now, today's podcast is Lecture F of a word of truth accounting of the spiritual models of perfection and everlasting life, day seven. The title of today's podcast is The Power of Doing Your Best. He that is greatest among you shall be your servant. Matthew 23, 11. Now the lecture F objectives are provide a definition of your spiritual best, discuss the importance of submitting your will to the Father, examine the highest level of mastery, and discuss the link between great investments and great rewards. Now, for those of you who have joined our virtual book club, this lecture references chapter one of the Pinnacle of Holiness, volume three, the model of perfection. Let's begin by discussing the death of your will. Now, in yesterday's podcast, we made a connection between perfection and our spiritual best. And the spirit has led me to progress that thought in today's podcast, beginning with a definition of your spiritual best. Your spiritual best is the highest level of spiritual mastery you can demonstrate based upon all the talents and tools you have been given. It is the juncture where you have done everything you can to succeed having emptied yourself, pouring out your soul to death. That is the death of your will, and you are wholly prepared to see the salvation of Elohim. Now, this definition reveals why I have scarcely seen anyone doing their spiritual best. It's because hardly anyone truly desires to wholly submit their will to the Father's will, because in doing so, their will does in fact perish. Their will does in fact die. I know this from personal experience. I have been operating at a high level of mastery of the Father's will for so long, I have forgotten what it was like to have a will of my own. The entire concept had become very foreign to me. However, I have not forgotten what it was like to experience failed prayers. Likewise, I have not forgotten what it was like when I did not have full dominion and could not fully operate with all the powers of the Holy Spirit. See, I know both sides of this equation. And although the death of your will is painful, it's not nearly as painful as the enemy running roughshod in your life. Therefore, 
I ask you to take my advice and start letting go of your will now, submitting it to the Father. You will never achieve your spiritual best if you do not. And you will fail to inherit everlasting life if you do not give your spiritual best. Furthermore, there is a juncture in this quest where you will become stuck if you have not wholly submitted your will to the Father. Take it from a man who's been there and don't wait until the last minute to do what you know must be done. Trust me, it only gets harder as you delay. Then again, one of the most important lessons you will ever learn on this quest is very simple. The wise man does everything he can to make his way easier by being proactive and not putting off tomorrow what he can do today. Let's now discuss the highest level of mastery. Now, as you gathered from the definition I provided, your spiritual best is your highest level of mastery of the Father's will. Tis a more realistic feat than you might think if you have indeed submitted your will to the Father. If you have, you will find that achieving your spiritual best is easier than you originally thought. And here's why. The quest for holiness is filled with milestones which may seem impossible or improbable from your current station. And this is true. From your current position, every milestone ahead of you cannot be achieved by the man or woman you are today. It is impossible. However, achieving these milestones is not impossible for the man or woman you will be tomorrow or when you get to that future station. As I have said before, the way of holiness is actuated. And as you travel this path, you will not only unlock several powers, you will also be transformed in your nature. This transformation is critical because it allows you to use the powers you are unlocking as you walk the way. And this is another testament to the parallel nature of holiness and transformation and why it is impossible to finish this quest if you are not doing your spiritual best. Here again, this concept of mastery is not so foreign to any of us. As mentioned during the feature week, it is aligned with our school system in the US and many like systems around the world. In this order, the highest numerical level of mastery is 100. 100 simply means you got everything right. You have demonstrated your understanding of the course material perfectly by achieving 100 on all your quizzes, tests, exams, etc. This speaks the primary difference between perfection and our school system. That is, our school system will pass you to the next level or grade, even if you don't achieve 100. In most cases, you can pass from one grade to the next as long as your final grade is higher than 60 or 70. Here lies the problem. That is, anything less than 100 cannot possibly be your best. We know this because the Holy Spirit is your revelator. He reveals to you all things. Therefore, 
you have direct access to the answer to every situation you will ever be in. You, my friend, have the answer key. This speaks to another key difference between perfection and our school system. That is, our school system primarily tests your knowledge, seeking to determine if you have learned the course material. On the other hand, perfection tests your execution of the knowledge you have received. It's not about hearing the word and repeating it back to the Father in some multiple choice format. This is about hearing the word and then doing what you heard. This is why the Father gives you the answer key via his amazingly wonderful spirit. It's because he wants you to know what is expected of you before he tests you. Then he wants you to do what he has required of you because you, by his spirit, can do all things. Now, here lies the final key difference between perfection and our school system. That is, not everyone in our school system has the tools and the talents to achieve 100. This is one of the reasons why schools don't force every student to achieve 100 before moving to the next grade. If they did, some students would never pass. Moreover, this is why our school system is filled with so many underachievers. As perfection is not a requirement for passing, you will find students who have the potential to get A's, but they're getting B's and C's because they don't have to do their best to pass. Thus, they are more than content to settle for less. This is not the case for those of you on this quest, for there are many reasons why you must do your spiritual best. I ask you to consider the following reason faithfully. It is impossible to defeat the enemies you will encounter on your quest if you are not constantly doing your spiritual best. Likewise, you will fail all the crises, challenges, tests, and trials waiting for you if you settle for anything less. Let's now discuss great investments, great rewards. Now, this model corresponds to the principles of reaping and sowing while revealing how great spiritual rewards are only obtained by great spiritual investments. Now, our greatest measures of spiritual investments will always result in perfection, which is why eternal life, i.e. the greatest spiritual reward, is predicated upon our spiritual best. Scriptural theology cannot support any other model. Now, the Father proves this correlation between spiritual investments and rewards in awesome fashion by sacrificing his only brought forth son. Romans 3, 23-26 reads, For all have sinned and fall short of the esteem of Elohim, being justified without paying by his favor through the redemption which is in Mashiach Yahushua, whom Elohim set forth as an atonement through belief in his blood. To demonstrate his righteousness, because in his tolerance, Elohim had passed over the sins that had taken place before. To demonstrate at the present time his righteousness, that he is righteous and declares righteous the one who has belief in Yahushua. 1 John 2, 1-3 reads, My little children, I write this to you 
so that you do not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an intercessor with the Father, Yahushua Messiah, a righteous one. And he himself is an atoning offering for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for all the world. And by this we know that we know him if we guard his commands. Now, harmonizing these verses with our current line of thought, we understand the following. As Yahushua Messiah was the perfect sacrifice and the only vehicle that could cause a redemption, he was also the greatest investment Father could have made in man after the fall in Eden. Now, this half of the equation is not too hard to understand. However, I am sure the proverbial other half of the story is hardly ever considered or appreciated by most believers. That is, a reality which a father decided not to sacrifice his only brought forth son. Now, although some might presume this could never have happened, this presumption is not what matters most. What matters most is certainly this. The father, like all of us, had the choice to invest his best or to decline by offering less. Needless to say, by sacrificing the dear life of Yahushua Messiah, the father chose to invest his greatest possession in man to initiate, facilitate, and authenticate his redemption. Now, here's the question of the hour. How then shall we take advantage of this awesome investment and reap the reward if we fail to reciprocate this amazing act of love with our spiritual best? The short answer is we can't. For besides being wholly irreligious, shameful, and utterly debased, such a model of immense inequity thoroughly contradicts countless precepts of scriptural theology. Now, if you don't believe me, I would ask you to consider a reality in which the Father decided not to make his greatest investment in man with regards to our redemption. Imagine a reality in which the redemption process was faulty or without the full allotment of the power required for us to defeat the enemies who work day and night to destroy our souls. Alas, such a reality would be depressing at best, for the path perfection would be downgraded from difficult to treacherous. Likewise, the quest for holiness would be, for all intents and purposes, impossible to finish. Thus, we conclude, the father had no other choice but to offer his only brought forth son, i.e., his spiritual best, if he was serious about the redemption of man. This being the case, we must also be serious about our redemption by dedicating ourselves to the path to perfection. And we must be committed to putting forth our spiritual best effort every day. Now, here is the final word. You will not pass your tests or finish this quest if you do not commit to doing your best. When Yahushua Messiah commanded us to be perfect, as our Father in the heavens is perfect, he was in effect saying, do your best for your heavenly father, for your heavenly father has done his best for you. If you truly believe this, 
and you do everything it takes to stay on this path, I give you my word. You will not only have everlasting life, you will realize every promise of goodwill afforded to man in this life, enjoying the most fulfilling existence now and forever. And that's the power of doing your best. Now, here is the assignment for today. In your prayers, ask the Father to reveal to you what your spiritual best looks like and what you must do to put forth that maximum level of effort every day. And make up your mind to commit to doing your spiritual best going forward, if you haven't already. And then wake up tomorrow morning with a renewed focus. Trust me, you're not going to get very far without it. So reach out to me if you have any questions or concerns, and I will help you in any and every way that I can. Now, here is what's next. Today's lesson, we completed the power of doing your best. And tomorrow's podcast is the divine imputation of perfection. Now, if you are a member and have questions, please click the Q&A box underneath the video player. Likewise, if you have comments you want to share with the group, please share those in the comment box located beneath the Q&A box. Now, if you're not a member and you have questions about today's podcast, feel free to contact us via our website at www.pinnacleofholiness.com and use the form on our contact page and we will respond to you as soon as we can. And thank you for being with us today. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Remember to tune in with us every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern. And if you haven't already, visit us at www.pinnacleofholiness.com and make sure you sign up to join the quest for holiness, perfection, and everlasting life 2022.